It's 17 minutes before 9 p.m. And under the microscope this evening, we take a look at uh, uh, the issue of social grant payments and uh, some of the uh, work being done by the Department of Social Development to try and coordinate the payment of those grants, but also uh, the impact that uh, this particular lockdown is going to have on uh, many communities that uh, maybe fall outside of that net. Uh, And I'm thinking here of 18 to 59-year-olds who are able-bodied but economically inactive and who've given up the job search and uh, also, I guess, many of those who are homeless that we've seen on uh, our screens and have heard of in our radios. Uh, and this period of disruption has certainly had an impact on their lives as well. I'm joined on the line now by the Minister of Social Development, Lindu Zulu. Minister, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you, Ayabama. Good evening and welcome. I mean, uh, you can welcome me too. It's fine, Minister. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Yeah, <laughs> when, when, when the brain has been running this fast and the body being drained like this, I tell you. Yeah, good evening to your listeners. Good evening to you. I yeah, no, thank you, Minister. Thank you very much for joining us. I want us to maybe start off uh, with uh, the payment of grants uh, over the last day or so. I think many people have uh, really lauded the department for staggering the payment days and ensuring that you don't have uh, a situation where uh, many senior citizens are queuing alongside uh, us younger folk there in a situation that probably would uh, put pay to social distancing. But what do you make over the last two days or so of how that process has unfolded? We've already heard of three deaths happening, and uh, I'm not saying these are linked to how you've paid these grants. I think it's underlying conditions that we're already there. But talk to me about how this process has unfolded and, of course, some of the information that you've received about how this has happened across the length and breadth of our country. Yes, thank you. I think the first thing I'd like to express really is just condolences to the families of uh, those that passed on, uh, one in um, in Gauteng, in one in the Western Cape, and one in Guazulu Natal, and also thank the MECs of both, all these provinces, all three provinces actually, the MECs stepped up, not only to look at... Um, uh, where the families are, but also to look at what can be done to assist the families, because it also has to be appreciated that people who go out um, to fetch their social grant, even when they're not feeling very well, shows the, the extent of the desperation of poverty uh, in our country. And um, it says to us, uh, while we have corona and we're fighting that corona, we also need to look at our systems and re-engineer where we can so that people are not, you know, not at their age and through their illnesses, find themselves having to come out like that to go and get their social plan. It just says something has to change. Mm. And, and as a Minister of Social Development, and having been to the areas I've been to, both in Johannesburg and in Kwani, and seeing elderly people who are really not in very good condition coming out of their house, my heart just went out, and um, I think that it's my responsibility as all of, all of us who are working around the issues of social grants to re-engineer this thing and mm. look at it differently. Mm. Talking yeah. about uh, an opportunity to re-engineer this thing, uh, hold the line there for me for a second, uh, Minister, and take a listen to this particular clip, uh, which uh, was mm. reported by uh, one of our colleagues here, Andan Ngochi, uh, from Mandela Bay earlier on today. Take a listen. Okay. 
Minister, just, just I mean, in relation to what's been raised there in that clip, and uh, uh, just for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with Nguni, many of the uh, ladies in that clip complaining about queues and having to go in uh, in cohorts of 10 into the banks, which has uh, delayed uh, their waiting times there to go and collect their grants. But Minister, you spoke about re-engineering the system. Two things are emerging, certainly from this particular issue. One is that, yes, there's good relationships with the banking and the payment system, which allows people at any time of the month to go and transact on these accounts so kudos to you on that but uh, I guess the, the, the other second related issue is around uh, many of your clients as Sasa or even the Department of Social Development continuing to go and collect uh, grants uh, on these days and leading to massive queues that we've seen uh, uh, how do we deal with that as we re-engineer the system? The communication that we need to do now needs to be deeper than what we've been doing um, helping our people appreciate and understand that once the money is in the bank, nobody will ever take it away from you. Once the money is in your card, nobody will ever take away the money from you. You can be able to go to the bank or to the retail any other time that you want to do to, to do so. But let me tell you, Ayabonga, that's easier said by me and you who's sitting in comfort here in mm. these places where yes. we are. Yes. Because we've had the, uh, an opportunity of being educated, we've had uh, opportunities of being exposed. One of the things I was saying to the CEO of SASA as well as the, the, uh, the CEO of NDA this afternoon, I was saying to them, there's something that we need to do differently in terms of empowering our people. Mm. You know, we communicate, but sometimes we miss the point that we're communicating above them. So we need to take a step back and say, what is it that we need to do working with the communities themselves, working with the people who live within the communities who are in a better position to utilize the time of the crisis and say, what are the things that we want to change better? I think the biggest weakness in the system has been to communicate and help our people understand, because I always don't like using this thing of educate our people. I think there's, there's got to be something that we do that says, how do we make our communities understand the world we live in mm, today sure. and what's going to be tomorrow? How do we communicate in such a way that the same way that when me and you are communicating and absorbing that communication and using it back is easy. We've missed that point. Uh. That's the point that we have to go back to and say, they can go any other day. Sure. But yet the problem is that they've always been channeled into this thing. And also poverty makes it worse. Because you see... They wait until they get money. By the time that they get the money, there's already almost nothing left mm. in there. So circumstances yeah. are pushing them. I mean, what, what, can some, what can some of the retailers do here, Minister? I mean, I was watching, uh, you know, a report uh, over the last day or so uh, from the public broadcaster where in Jabulani, you know, many of the queues were to one of the big retailers where one would assume uh, these monies would be spent there. And I think, you know, this is a massive boon for many of those retailers. Surely there's something that they can do uh, 
uh, in this uh, mission of sensitizing here, but also uh, to add some form of in-kind contribution here because Abonkunu and Abokokwana have been seeing, you know, uh, uh, relief packages for small business, for larger corporations, uh, you know, uh, for many others and uh, probably uh, uh, are sitting there asking themselves, what is that relief going to look like for us? Well, firstly, let me thank them this time around because, look, they stepped up to the conversations that Sasa and ourselves had with them. So you, that's why you see in Jabulani where we were, in Maponya where we were, you had the store managers really standing up and pushing the trolleys and putting the chairs and, and, and doing all that. They, they can do that. In fact, when we got to Pretoria, one of the women said that to me, Minister, Thank you for doing what you've done now. Why don't you do this all the time so that you don't not doing it only because now we are under stress and strain of uh, the, 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 the virus and you are giving us chairs and all that. We can do that. Mm. Look, the long-term solution to this, in my view, is that social development on its own cannot be able to do this on its own because why you have this kind of a situation is because of the concentration of the economy of South Africa and the infrastructure of South Africa. So why should people in Jablani, for instance, all converge yeah. to one center instead of us having an infrastructure that enables our people mm. to buy things around the area where they live? Even in Spaza shops. So yeah. when we talk about... Um, infrastructure development and changing the way the economy of South Africa is owned and all. It's for real. Unfortunately for us, whether we like it or not, until we have that breakdown of those things, it's not going to happen. We will continue. And also, if we continue, even if in our building of new places, we continue the same uh, 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 spatial way of development, mm. the way apartheid developed it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to change. So for now, our elderly people who are there will have to look for the most immediate way of, of solving this, including finding technological te- finding technology that it can assist us in resolving this. You know, mm. when you go to Kenya, for instance, they will talk about MPS. Yes. They'll talk about people being able to pay using their cell phones mm. and all that. Uh, they even pay to spaza shops and so forth. There is absolutely no need for our people to also think that once they get the money, they have to go and push the trolley it's and get all, all it, those yeah. things into that trolley. Mm. That's the mindset shift that we need to do, and it's never easy to do mm. a mindset shift. Mm. That's why government in the regulations, for instance, enables the nearest shops and sure. so forth for people to go and buy. But again, people have to get into a taxi, mm. go to the faraway place. By the way, ha- have you been onboarding, Minister? Have you been onboarding some of the, I mean, local spaza shops or local retailers? Uh, uh, and if not, I mean, what process would they have to follow? Uh, many of them would be the listening to the show. The mm. Department of Small Business Development, I can I can I tell you, with the Minister Kumbuzo, she's really driving an agenda that is going to make the change. Mm. We started when the department started, but I can assure you, I, I have confidence that the plans that she has in place are giving me a bit of confidence. But that also goes with education. Sure. Because, again, sometimes people have the money, but because they use, must get into a, a taxi, mm. go to pick and pay, go to eat, leaving the very same thing that they are supposed to be buying, yeah. they leave them just next door. So that's why I'm sure, saying, sure. in the long term, 
Let us not be frustrated. Let's not give up. Let us have a coordinated way of working because mm. now I truly believe that if we can break down and also help our people get things immediately next to them, then this this problem sure, of long queues sure. and all. And also let us convince and, and get them to appreciate. Once the money is in your account, nobody's going to take it. Mm. You don't have to be running and queuing. Sure, you see the sure. other problem that was created. These people who started running to the macros and the big shops and buying panic spending and buying like that, mm-hmm. it, it, it created a problem because when we went to Alex and I was asking the people that were in the queue and I was asking the ladies, the women who were inside the shop when they were carrying these many things, toilet papers, I was asking them, but why are you, first and foremost, I don't even think they have enough money because you see the problem with that, buying that much toilet paper in the when this thing is in abundance in the house, mm. people won't do the same thing of planning. You understand? Yeah, like yeah. now I'm very worried. You know, the Sasa Grant issues is easing down now because people are getting, mm. uh, got their money sure. and they will continue to get their money. Let me tell you what yeah. my next problem is. The next problem is going to be food and food security yeah, and yeah. food available in the home sure. because you have children in the home. I'm here at home. I've got grandchildren here in this house. And I tell you, when they are here this long, they keep on opening and looking at what they can eat. Under normal circumstances, they could have been at school. (laughs) Not that they were not eating at school, but it's orderly. You understand? Mm. They have good breakfast. Then they they have the captain sabo and they eat that. Then they come in the afternoon, they wait for supper. Right now, in many of our homes, Mm. the children are there, the mothers are there, the fathers are there, the boyfriends are there, the girlfriends are there. And everyone is just eating. Mm, mm, mm. You make a very That's important point. In the next three months. Yeah, you make a very important point there about those fridge invasions, uh, uh, Minister. And uh, and I think that that's certainly going to be a major issue, which uh, also might need some response uh, uh, when it comes to household food production. And and, and maybe that's a story yes. for for another day, and we can touch on yes. on some of the things yes. that you do there. I want to just briefly. We've got about three minutes or so to touch on two things. Okay. One is some of the proposals that have come before you and the National Command Council. Uh, especially uh, um, the suggestion to increase the child support grant and to even have a a special COVID grant for many of those who fall outside of the existing safety net. And then the other issue is around many of the homeless that we've seen over the last few days or so. You've managed to place them in shelters, you've managed to place them in stadia. But I think one of the other things that many of our listeners are raising is that uh, you haven't been able to deal with the underlying challenges that many of them have, especially as it relates to substance abuse. We saw a heroin addict in one of the reports saying, you know, uh, uh, he's addicted to heroin and he's in need of methadone. And it makes it very difficult for him to comply with the lockdown regulations if he doesn't get that methadone. So let's maybe speak to the, those two issues just as we wrap up. The first one that I need to put straight was that there hasn't been any any uh, a, a proposal as far as the special COVID uh, uh, you relating to to the command council, but yes. probably that's still going to be coming because obviously everyone is worried about post COVID and yes, all that yes. and the collapse of this and that and the number of people who are going to be unemployed and all that. Labor at the moment is having those discussions about the unemployed and so forth. Mm. We are going to be having our own discussions that will say what do we do 
uh, more than what we normally do. Because let me tell you, South Africa is one of the best countries in the African continent, if I can say so, in terms of social uh, safety net. Mm. We have one of the best safety nets um, in, in the continent. And we have so because we are very conscious of the poverty, unemployment and inequality, and also the lifting of our own people. Mm. So those discussions will come, and I think we will have that conversation once there's something that comes out tangibly uh, from those uh, uh, discussions. Okay. There's lots of uh, issues that are coming and proposals that are coming left, right, sure, and center. Sure. We'll have to look at it from a point of view that the economy is not doing very well. Let me just tell you, my personal view is that as South Africans, we are a strong nation. Mm. The sacrifices that we need to do when we go forward because we can't afford. You see, we've sure. been downgraded. We've been done all those things. Mm. Um, having said all that, I believe we are a nation that's okay. going to collectively stand up and say, sure. downgrading or no ground, downgrading. What are we going to mm. do as a nation? Sure. And I think we need to think seriously as a nation, what is it that we can do to pull together financial resources sure. and put it here on the table okay. and see what we Minister. can do. Some of us Minister. sacrifice Minister, small. we're running out of time. Okay, the homeless, please, about the homeless. please, Minister. Yeah, the homeless, I think you can see that the provinces are doing a whole lot of work around that. That we also need to have a long-term plan because the issue, the questions are being asked. We are rounding them up because we're fighting COVID. Mm. What's going to happen yeah. after the 21 days? Now, dealing with homeless people must never be glorified as if it's one thing that's just as easy. Mm. Some of them have been taken in already. Unfortunately, some of them are saying, no, we want to go out because, you know, we want our thing that we normally have. We've got a drug problem in South Africa, and that's what mm. we need to focus on. And so we are already talking as a department, post this, what are we going to do with these people, uh, both at national, provincial, and local. And then the substance abuse is one of our biggest problems. Mm. We've always known that it's one of our biggest problems. We've got um, shelters, we've got drug rehabilitation centers. I wish yes. we could have less of those and have sure. schools than, than those, but okay. we have them. They Minister. are available and people can still yeah. always go to them. Minister, it's so, so unfortunate that we've run out of time and uh, it's okay, I certainly hope we can catch up again. Thank you very much for your time, Minister, you. for joining My us this pleasure. evening. That there's Minister Lindy Wezulu from the Department of Social Development. That's where we're going to leave it. Back with you again tomorrow, same time, same place.